The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Space Show. I'm Brandon, and this is Jim. Hello. This installment of Old Space Show follows our continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit. Wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. The moon is at your eye like a large pizza pie. Scientists say that's amore. Today we are talking about the third episode, Black Sun. This episode. Sandra has a boyfriend. This episode. Never mind. He's already dead. This episode. Alpha investigates a black hole. Er, sun. This episode. People get cold. This episode. People get old. As a reminder, we're going through these episodes in the fan-preferred production order, not broadcast order, as found on streaming services. So Black Sun, Jim. It's written by Anthony Turpeloff, who notably is written for The Avengers, also on ITV, and the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. Double plus there from the old Brandon on the writing oh, side. Oh, not too shabby. We have a, a odd credit I saw, guest artist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because of that one painting, <laughs> the one map painting they use of the Black Sun through the whole episode, I'm sure, is right. created by that artist, so... As a spoiler, sorry everyone, for spoiler for a 30, 40, 50 year old show now. In the episode, they're dealing with a, they don't call it a black hole. Now, no. we, you know, we would call it a black hole. They call it a black sun. And they use the exact same map painting from different distances for the black sun effect during yes. the show. I like how little Sandra, we haven't talked about her much, but she's one of our main supporting people, like the Tom Atkins guy you talk about. But they hey. give us, they, they give her someone to, care about who they immediately kill after finding out i need to mention at the the start of the episode is space coffee break oh yes okay and this coffee i notice is in square cups because it's the future well yeah we switched at some point in 1990 like it came around 1996 1996 is when that happened why why don't we think about that i don't know why don't we just why don't we still do that but they're having a space coffee break. Everything's great. They're all talking about, you know, they're all uh, gossiping among themselves. And then all of a sudden, an asteroid is coming at them. Red <laughs> right. alert. Oh, my God. We have to put our coffee down and deal with the asteroid. And then the asteroid isn't there anymore. Right. So they were like, oh, it got sucked into a black sun. And now we're being sucked into a black sun. And then, boom, credits. Yes. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Turn to this episode. <laughs> their best strategy, they think, is to reset their anti-gravity towers. First of all, 
we got Mike. Is that Sandra's guy? That that's, they... San, that's Sandra's guy. Okay, Sandra's guy. Right? Who... <laughs> so as soon as he's out there, all right, he's out there by himself in an eagle, right? First yeah. of all, bad bad choice. Second of all, he's this. I had wrote this down because it was great. This is how he he looked at the black sun. How he reported it to Moonbase Alpha. It's big. It's round. It's huge, and it's black. <laughs> Which is also the name of one of the early uh, movies I had to make to pay for college, but I don't want to talk about that right <laughs> now. <laughs> but that just struck me as very, very weird. But they had like no sense of reading at all. And I wrote in the notes uh, after that, I write, it's Mike. We've never seen him before. So you know he's not coming back. And sure enough, like four lines down, yup, dead. <laughs> and he's got a thing for Sandra. It's like, oh. Yeah, Sandra, I'll see you after I go uh, do this risky mission, okay? Hey, hey, hey. And dead. So, Dr. And Helena dead. Russell, dead husband of five years, and Sandra, right. little work fling, dead. Plus, she was just blind last episode, and now this? Right. What the hell, man? Give the girl a break. Mm-hmm. She gets abused. As I said, they plan to reset their anti-gravity towers to make a force field well, against the sun. Oh, I've got to talk about Vic's big math board, too. I'm sorry. Well, he's got a, he's got a big full-scale model of the colony, too. Right, right. He's got a full-scale, like, Tonka-sized model of the colony. But he also has this giant, clear, dry erase board that, like, takes up, like, eight feet. And they show him doing math on it. Yeah. But they show him from the reverse side, right? So you see mm-hmm. his face just covered in equations as he's scribbling on this board. He's doing this big, big math. Genius. And then he finally comes up with this plan that you're talking about to recalibrate their anti-gravity shields mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And he says, yeah. oh, it's a black sun, 100%. <laughs> oh. We also, in this episode, we get a, a view of the computer room which definitely would be like the server room in a modern day show. And mm-hmm. it's got the CRTs and their little it looks like halls of stacks, but it's not. There's a lot of CRTs in this show, even like the little communicators. Yeah. I like their communicators. The communicators are I want one. I'm like, oh that's I'll give away my iPhone. I'll take one of those. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I want that black and white tiny's postage stamp screen to lock, look and talk to people. That would be great. <laughs> But this is the episode that I noticed that they called a computer, computer with no article. Like there it wasn't go. the computer. It was computer as if it were a friend. Hello, computer. Right. Well, computer told us that we should do this. <laughs> I was over oh. at computers the other weekend. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe it. Computer was all getting mad at the cookout. and You would be, you would be surprised how well computer can freestyle. Seriously. Seriously, yeah. Serious flow. Serious bars with that one. I'm not even kidding. I got to talk one more little bit about Mike, though, because when he went into the black hole, mm-hmm. first they show him kind of face palming. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, no. And then they show him grimacing. Like, his first is like, ah. And then they show it back to him, and his face is like, ah. And then he explodes. Right. Victor Bergman, in this episode, he gets electrocuted. He's fixing something. This is where I was like, wow, someone constantly gets electrocuted, but... Big reveal, he has a mechanical heart, or else he would have died doing that. Now, why? I want to ask you about the scene where Koenig and Victor are out testing the anti-gravity tower or whatever, and they're out in spacesuits. Yeah. And they're joking around. They're trying to be jo- jovial with one another. <laughs> I'm like, what? what's going on here? And then they have Alan shoot at them <laughs> from the eagle, you know, like full power lasers shooting at them to test it. And then Helena comes in, what were you trying to do? How about that? And they were like, oh, you know, us boys, boys would be boys. We like to, you know, rust, you know. And he's like, I didn't know you cared. <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. 
like he's trying to be jaunty or something. I'm like, dude, you don't do jaunty. Don't <laughs> stay in your lane, man. You're not jaunty. Because they're not sure this plan's going to work, they have computer decide who's going to get on this eagle and get out of there. What is the... Ugh, I'm sorry. The logic of this makes no damn sense. I wrote at the very top of my notes here in big letters, motivation issues. Okay? <laughs> this whole episode is full of motivation issues. First of all, they have this idea of the survivorship. They're going to have three people, three men, mm-hmm. three women, and put them in an eagle. But the eagle goes right into the black hole with them. What is the point? I thought they were going to like go the other way and not go through the black sun with the you know what I mean? Well, it's like it's weird. The eagle's ahead of them, and then they go through, and then the eagle's behind them. So they just like reverse them, or and they just lost an eagle in the black hole. So obviously, an eagle's not strong enough to fly out of there. Then well, that one's w- got Mike. Okay. Oh yeah, this one has Alan. So yeah. of course, it's not going <laughs> to get sucked in. You know, Alan's the guy. Yeah. He's the dude on this show. Yeah. But I just did not get anything about why they were doing the survival ship thing. I mean, it's like. Just keep everybody on it. Why wouldn't you? I just didn't get it at all. It just yeah. did not make any sense. And we get another non-inspiring speech after <laughs> the crew finds out about the survival ship. They're all pissed. Yeah. Because they're not on it, right? Right. And, <laughs> but, I mean, they, they have the computer decide who lives right. and does it. And, and this is just the computer doesn't say human decision needed. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. But, it's like, oh, I can do this. But the computer picks Alan, Helena, yeah. Sandra, and then three people we've never seen before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, isn't, didn't he, like, skew it so Helena went on that one? Like, I think they reveal it later. The whole I don't know, but we get this whole sequence of Koenig and Helena with, like, a Casablanca moment. You know, yeah. You're, you're getting on that eagle, baby, because the power, you know, the problems of two <laughs> people on the space station that, you know, it doesn't matter a hill of beans. You know? <laughs> uh, you're getting on that eagle whether you want to or not. You know? <laughs> we'll always have and, meta. And it, yeah, we'll always have meta. And it takes so long. They make it so dramatic. They spent as much time on this as they do on the actual sequence of them going through the Black Sun. Right. It kind of blew my mind. I'm like, okay, already. We get it. They're going off of the survival ship. Can we just get there? Because they know? get some trippy shit going on later in this episode. Oh, totally. Because the base starts to get cold and they get winter suits on. Right, because it's sucking all their energy or something. And there was a moment when they were in hats and stuff where I was like, is this the life aquatic with Koenig? I counted four scenes in a row where somebody handed someone else a jacket. (laughs) And the last one was Victor to Koenig. It was like, he just walked out, here, here. One of them was over Helena and she left to go on the... You look cold. Yes, exactly. And Victor's breaking out cigars and fucking, oh, I don't care. We're all going to die anyway. Yeah, WTF. Yeah, Victor's right? like, man, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. And then uh, Victor and Koenig have this deep philosophical discussion about. I kind of like that. I was like, all right, all right, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was cosmic intelligence and God and, you know, God in quotation marks or God with a capital G and human condition and all this stuff. And then they cut to Helena who tells Sandra this pointless, boring story about how she was afraid of the dark as a little girl. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Then Sandra's like, well, I was afraid of doctors. (laughs) (laughs) They don't give her very many lines. No, she's only memorable because, uh, like, visually, because you're like, okay, I remember the girl with the short hair. I remember the girl with the short hair. Right, right. They don't give her much to do. But I do like the way they show the crew playing poker and chess mm-hmm. and like Paul's playing guitar and that one woman, then one woman comes in and is like, 
Could I share the music with you, Paul? Yeah, Conan keeps <laughs> forcing him to work. He's like, screw right. it. We're dying. Right. Get the this hell is my out plan. So Paul's like playing Wonderwall in his room, and some girl comes by, <laughs> hey, can I share the music? And Paul's like, yeah, baby. I <laughs> so, got my acoustic guitar out. All right. Weird shit happens when the station gets really cold. Oh, my God. People get like old and eerie sci-fi oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here we go. No, no, no. I got it. Uh, first, there's, they become transparent in a process shot, and they look down at each other like themselves like they can see through themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Then they get icicle sparklies. Yeah. It looks like the beginning of a Christmas special from the 70s, you know, the Dean Martin Christmas special, right? Or something like that. And he starts saying, I exist. I exist. And it echoes and echoes. I exist. Blah, 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 blah. And then they're old men in really, really bad right. makeup. Right. Like, yeah. really. And it's, again, it's, another 2001 rep, right? It's obvious. Yeah. This, here we go back to 2001. They start having telekinesis powers, they're doing each other's thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, they're in Christmas land too. I wrote down there's like, right. all kinds of like diffractive light and kaleidoscope effects. There's a female voice that starts to come to them in a weird, dim- they're in like some sort of dimension caused by the black sun or they're traveling through it. And they ask if it's God, but they never get an answer. And I was like, at this point I wrote, Holy shit. Somebody saw 2001, a space odyssey <laughs> here, here. Hold on. I wrote some of the quotes Which, when they were third when they were, time, three episodes. We brought it up three times. Just saying, just saying, here's <laughs> some of the great thoughts they had while they were ascending into godhood or whatever. Oh, everything is everything else. We're still live by. You know, I think I'm going to have that tattooed on my eyelid. And every star is a cell in the brain of the Damn. universe. Damn. Dude. Deep. Dude, let me hit that. All right. <laughs> 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 and then, like you said, they talk to the lady. Victor's like, are you God? And then, boom, everything's okay again. It's like the second day of Ex Machina in a row, too. And then they return all of a sudden to where they were, Victor and Koenig, and they made it through or are on the other side of the universe. I wasn't too clear. Yeah, they said they were a million miles on the way on the other side of the universe. So, like, it's a good thing in episode one he gave that speech of, like, nah, we're not trying to go home because you're really not going home now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I did notice one thing about that. They did like three Spielbergian off-camera takes oh. in a row. Like they're all like looking at something off-camera, slightly off-camera, like mm-hmm. in awe and wonder. And it turns out it's the eagle. The eagle. With Russell. She's on it. And yep. they swear they shouldn't have wound up together. And and we get this moment of Star Trek callbacks here with Carter saying, like, I'm an astronaut professor, not a philosopher. Right. But my favorite was when uh, Russell was like, well, something brought us home. I just immediately thought, gee, Davey, do you yeah. think it was God? Yeah. You know well, well, like, <laughs> I love that the, the Uber that something brought us home. And he goes, yes, home. Home, yeah. Big, big letters on the top of my page here. I wrote pacing issues, though, because they were like, this, mood, this episode kept getting a lot of things would happen, then nothing would happen. Then a lot of things would happen. Then nothing would happen. Right. And then... All through this episode. But we're in episode three, and this is the one... It feels like here is where they really accept their their unfortunate fate for the rest yeah, of their lives. It was no kind of Kind of there. But that was a, yeah, Black Sun. But I, I did like the parts with Victor and Koenig drinking brandy and smoking cigars yeah. bef- before they trip out. It was a very uh, Bones, Bones and Kirk moment. And rest in peace, Mike. Rest in peace, Mike. Poor Mike. 
we did mention the really cool model he made, right? Because I did want it. That was a very, I didn't know. Yeah. The model that he did the demonstration on was the model they actually used in the show. Hmm. I don't know. And I also noticed in like pretty much every episode, somebody looks out a window and just kind of stares wistfully. In this episode, like Victor, because there, it was getting colder in there for some reason, there was snow mm-hmm. all over the window. I mean, there's no moisture yeah. in space, right? Right. Was it Christmas? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I just thought I'd mention that. The the thing that would be the toughest in my mind for an ambitious sci-fi television show and set in space to pull off, they still continue to do quite well with the ship's exteriors, the visuals in space. Mm-hmm. The planets look stunning. Like, I'm really impressed. Like I said, this is one very nice map painting they used Yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> and when they, they actually like showed the moon going into the box sun, it was just the actual regular shot they always show of the moon, like with a wipe fade into the box sun. I was like, wow. Well, that's the end of Black Sun. I exist. <laughs> I exist. Well, we will exist another time to bring you another episode with Ring Around the Moon. Till then, Jim, where can people find your work? You can catch me on Nothing's On weekly. Uh, we put out episodes every Monday. It's our knuckleheaded look at the entertainment news of the week with myself and professional comedian Donnie Salvo. You can catch me on the Walking Dead TV podcast with the premiere of the new episode coming out next week. And that's about it right now. Thanks. And you can find me here on the Brandon Peters Show on my written work at whysoblue.com and social media at Brandon4KUHD. Again, thanks for coming on board, Jim. Always a pleasure to join you here on Moonbase Alpha. And until next time, Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. Mm-hmm.